I mean, Carson Palmer sucked dick for so many years. He had one good year in 05. Everybody thought he was a good quarterback until they realized he... Well, I don't think they have realized yet that he really wasn't. It's like one every 10 years he has a good year. Good year in 2005. Then he was garbage shit when he went to Oakland and a few other places along the way. Especially when Frank Gore's old ass leaves, which... Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later, man. I've never been so frustrated as I am with Frank Gore with any other I know. Players. He's always around just messing stuff up. It's like that herpes, man. Just goes away. Comes right back. You, know, you think he's done. You think he's finally cleared up. He's going away for good. And then the very next spring, that mf just comes knocking on the door. Still man. hanging he's around. effing shit up. Look at Robbie Anderson. can put up some points, man. What is it though with him? Remember he got in trouble? When is Robbie Anderson not in trouble? Some drugs or whatever. Yeah. Dude's it? always got problems. Probably smoking weed, getting fights, doing some gangster shit. I can't say his first name. It, um, it was Packers. It was Equanus. Uh, Equanus. Equanus St. Brown. That oh. name's a nightmare. <laughs> it is. It sounds like some communicable disease you might get from swimming in a public pool. Either that or it sounds like kind of like a uh, freak yeah. guy with full herpes. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Celtics 76ers game six tonight. It's going to end big worm. What you think? Over in six. Celtics in five. Oh my God. Celtics in five. Let me clarify. <laughs> if it goes to six, I'll still take the Celtics. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And when you leave a review, take a screenshot and send it to the Flex at fantasysportsstudios.com, broadcasting on all major platforms. Tune in radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, aka Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Let me fucking thank you for a second. <laughs> SoundCloud? Yeah, but no, fuck them. Google Play Music. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts or online radio. Chris Jakes, alongside Big Worm, no Jeff Kelly, who is up in the Big D until June. Apparently, his accommodations aren't going so well there, Worm, because I talked to Jeff this morning, told me his housing situation up there. They're putting him up in a house, I guess. Well, he was telling me that, uh, well, it's not the nicest. And I was like, um, well, damn, man, what they got you over by eight miles or some shit. And uh, surely enough, this dude sends a picture of the eight mile sign. <laughs> that was kind of dumb because that doesn't really show that he's going eight miles. It just shows that he's on a highway and there's an eight mile exit. It doesn't really prove nothing. But anyways, <laughs> not so slim, but surely Shady Jeff is out of town until June, as we have already <laughs> That's stated. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little, little B Rabbit of the second coming over there. B the eight mile sequel, eight eight and a half mile. <laughs> Worm, how you doing, man? Bless, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. We got some NFL news this week for for once, man. Finally, yeah, got a little bit of way. something going on. Yeah, it's been a minute. NFL news. Brandon Marshall visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Think it's a good fit if he signs over there. I think they need a receiver. They damn sure do. Upset Baldwin. I mean, I think. That could really change how I feel about Russell Wilson. Because right now, Wilson, I'm kind of low on. I know everybody still has him as a top three consensus pick. I'm a little worried about Russell Wilson. Who the hell is he going to throw it to? You got Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. Who the hell else you got? 
And I guess the other Wilson, the tight end, that's about it. Yeah, the other Wilson. I don't even know his fucking first name. That goes to show you. I think they definitely need Brendan Marshall for sure. For sure. C.J. Anderson signed with the Carolina Panthers. A little surprising considering last week there was a lot of talk about him going to the Indianapolis Colts. But what do you think about C.J. Anderson's impact on Christian McCaffrey for 2018? He still some touches, takes the goal line away, but even though then Cam Newton still had those. I'll tell you, C.J. still running for over 1,000 yards last year. Did and, he? Well, yes, he did. Only three touchdowns, but 1,000 yards rushing. And he was on a terrible offense. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, neither one of them could get it done. Not saying Case Keenum's like the second coming of Peyton Manning again, but this offense with Cam Newton, who helps running backs with the style of offense that they play, I think C.J. Anderson could be a big sleeper candidate here. Big sleeper. I got him right now as my number. I think I have him running back 30 right now. I think I might have to bump him up to maybe 22. I might even have to go higher, man. I think he's going to be RB2, maybe a flex RB3. I think he's running that borderline right now. Somebody that you can get pretty late in drafts, and I'm feeling pretty good about C.J. Anderson. If I own him in Dynasty or if I'm doing redraft and I'm picking a zero RB the first three rounds or something like that, you know what I mean? Then where does McCaffrey fall then if you got him moving up that much? I don't think McCaffrey's value takes a huge hit in PPR because dude's still going to get his touches. I just think... Yeah, I just think Anderson's going to get... I think Anderson's going to get about 15 touches a game, and I think it's going to be more than enough for him to produce in fantasy. Because, like I said, you go from that terrible Broncos offense in 2017 to Cam Newton offense in 2018. Now, I know some people could say, well, Cam Newton kind of destroyed Jonathan Stewart there for so many years because he was taking all the goal line work. But you know what? I think Cam Newton is a smarter quarterback than he was just a few years ago. I think he's not going to run as wild as he used to, and uh, I still think CJ's going to benefit. Yeah. Other news, Mark Ingram, speaking of running backs, suspended four games for PED use. Dude got busted. (laughs) More useless than a whittled geriatric with Viagra. What you think about that whole situation down in New Orleans? Alvin Kamara time. Yeah, and I want to save some Mark Ingram stuff for when we get to the mailbag segment because we did receive an email about Mark Ingram and his current four-game suspension that the arbitrator denied his appeal. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so... We'll see if he goes the route of uh, Tom Brady or Zeke Elliott going all the way to the friggin' higher courts and all that, which is just kind of crazy. I don't oh God. see that happening. But, man, that would just be more annoying drama over the summer. So, somebody doesn't come to that. Let's just say that. All right, other news. we got some crazy shit going on here, man. Kurt Warner says <laughs> he's interested in playing in the NFL at 47 years old. And he's been kind of throwing his name out there to a few teams who may be in need of a quarterback. What the hell is going on in Kurt Warner's mind? And what the hell do you make of this whole situation here? You want the midlife crisis? I think so. I think he's bored as hell, man. Gotta be. And it must suck to work at NFL Network if you're going to be 47 years old and decide, well, maybe I can go back and play again because I'm losing my freaking mind just going grayer than shit over here. Yeah, they seem boring at NFL Network. It's a little lame. NFL Network is a place where ESPN people get fired from for doing drugs and shit, a.k.a. Uh, Michael Irvin, some Michael others, Irvin. and then they uh, they go rehab their image at NFL Network, and then they go on to Fox Sports. <laughs> Just a little observation. But speaking of Kurt Warner and his interest in coming back, let me ask you this. If he could bring one player out of retirement at any point in time, who would it be and why? I'm going to go with Barry Sanders. I hear all the time about how good he was, and I didn't get to see him play. So I think getting to see him play. Yeah, you were young and back then. Would be good. I've seen highlights, but I've never witnessed it live like everybody else who tells me about it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you went Barry Sanders because that's who I went with, man, because I loved watching Barry Sanders play. And I got a little story about Barry Sanders. This dude was 
my dude on PlayStation's Game Day 98 football game. That was, for a short period of time, I mean, Madden's the king as far as, you know, uh, NFL football game type of deals yeah. or systems, gaming systems or whatnot. But, man, there was a stretch there, 98 for sure. 1998, Madden took a backseat to Game Day 98. Game Day was the true competitor for Madden back in that short little time window. Anyways, Game Day 98 was the shit back then. And I would put Barry Sanders, when I was playing the game, I would put him on the hands team. I would kick onside kicks, recover, and high step my ass into the end zone for, no. for six. Yes, on an onside kick recovery. Dude was so good that even on video games, he was returning onside kicks for touchdowns, man. It was just, just nasty. Hitting on that real quick. My friend at the time, uh, I was about 14 years old, uh, he had a much older brother, Jesse, and he was undefeated in Game Day 98. Like I said, popular game back then. I was also undefeated. And like I said, I'm 14 years old. Jesse is damn near 30. No, he may, <laughs> have, he may have been like 24 or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I whooped that ass in a tight game on a two-point conversion on a touchdown score at the end. Man, it was clutch as hell to win by one point. And I didn't want to go to overtime. I didn't want to do all that sun death shit. No, not leave it to a coin flip because we were just going back and forth scoring touchdowns on each other. But I scored on that two-point conversion to win the game by using, guess who? Barry Sanders. you damn right. Barry, mother effing Sanders. Jesse flipped the F out, man. He threatened to beat the shit out of me, threatened to kick my ass. <laughs> and never in my life had I ever been so happy and yet scared at the same time. <laughs> Because uh, Jesse was a big dude, man. He was a big dude, and he was notorious in the neighborhood for just beating mofos down. I mean, they, <laughs> they called him Debo. They called that man no. Debo for a reason. And that was the reason I damn sure as hell did not want to find out. <laughs> Anyways, we got the 2018 Dynasty League rookie mock draft going on today. We got the best value picks in the mock draft and biggest surprises in the mock draft. We're going to touch on some of those when we get to it. And got some rookies that we think are going to start right off rip in 2018. Some names you need to know. Names to watch over the preseason and training camps. We got some rookie sleepers for Dynasty Drafts. We got some rookie busts for Dynasty Drafts. And, of course, we got that mailbag. All right, we're going to dive into the 2018 Flex Fantasy Football Dynasty League Rookie Mock Draft. Now, the Flex Dynasty 2018 Mock Draft. All right, Worm. So you had the fifth pick in this Dynasty League Rookie Mock Draft. Who was your first pick of round one? I picked uh, Rashad Penny. Which running backs went ahead of you? Sonny Michelle, number one overall. Number two, Saquon. No, you can't do that. Three, Darius Geis, and four, Nick Chubb. Sonny Michelle, number one. Who the hell is picking Sonny Michelle number one overall over Saquon Barkley? This is actually the second time that's happened. Are you serious? Well, serious. twice you've had... I know the Giants have a you know, suspect offensive line, but my goodness, man. You can't take Sonny Michelle over Saquon Barkley. No. Especially with Michelle's knee bone-on-bone crap. I don't know. Who would pick Sonny Michelle first, man? I don't know if that was two separate drafts. Two different, yes. Yeah, Obviously, different drafts. I guess. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense if it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I do not like that Sonny Michelle pick, man. That dude must be a Georgia Bulldog. Hi, this is Sam. Full Metal Retards. For the rabbit. And I get the Tinder rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
or he's just hardcore Patriots fan who's just it might be you actually. On that I don't juice. know. That might have been you, Mr. Pat over there. Oh hell no, it wasn't me. I hey, hey, I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right. My first pick. I had the ninth pick in this rookie draft. I took Royce Freeman, Denver Broncos, a pick nine. I was pretty happy about that. I was surprised that he fell that far. All right, round two. Who you got? Round two, fifth pick in the second round. Who'd you go with? Michael Gallup out of Dallas. Nice. I like it. What's your outlook for Gallup in 2018? I like him. Around week eight, he's going to probably be number one receiver there. Do you think he starts up to Allen Hearns? Yeah. Who else is going to be the starter? You got him. I think it's going to be Terrence Williams, who's been there for a long time. That's not much of anything. Yeah, he's garbage. And he's injured right now. So is he injured? That. Yeah, he's expected to miss training camp. Oh, yeah. So that, that puts the jump on, puts Gallup jumps over him right there. Yeah, I like that Gallup pick. I think they're going to have to feature somebody. I mean, not only to lose Des Bryant, we've also lost Jason Witten, which accounts for 46% of Dak Prescott's numbers from last year. So it's a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff to go around, man. All right, second pick for me, round two, pick nine. I was surprised he was there. I took Christian Kirk. How the hell did that man fall to me at round two, pick nine? Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. I like Kirk a lot, man. He's going to start in the slot, I believe. Although I know Larry Fitzgerald kind of owns that little area right now. But I think they're going to have to play Christian Kirk inside because I don't think he can do it outside at this level. And go ahead with round three, man. Who is round three, pick five for you? Uh, Dante Pettis, San Fran. You serious? Yeah. That's who I picked up as well, man. Like him a lot. Tell me why you like him. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball over there in San Fran. Well, they have two good guys on the outside. They got Garcon that's coming off another injury. He's been around for a while, too. He's been around for a minute. So, I mean, some fresh legs. Good one. I feel he's like a deep ball guy. He's on the outside. He's a deep ball guy. Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. I like Pettis a lot. Like Kirk, I think he's going to start pretty much from rip, man. I think he's going to be in that slot position. And the way Jimmy was throwing it last year, and now he's got a full year or a full offseason, I should say, to get acquainted with the Kyle Shanahan system, I think Pettis is going to be solid, man. I think it's going to be kind of like what Cooper Cup was. And we'll hit more on Pettis later on here. So our third-round picks were the same here. So go ahead with the fourth round. Give me your fourth-round pick. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Okay. Maybe two years from now, he's a starter there. They got weapons in Pittsburgh. He can turn out to be decent. He could be. If Pittsburgh has another one-and-done in the playoffs this upcoming year in 2018, Ben just might start crying again, man. Just call it quits. You never know. So it could be sooner than later. Yeah, hey, crying about it. They got him. Crying about it. Who knows? I went with another Pittsburgh Steelers rookie for my fourth round pick, my last pick of the draft. That was Jalen Samuels, a guy I've been high on pretty much for the whole entire offseason that when we've done NFL mock drafts or guys to watch, rookies, what have you. Jalen Samuels, who is kind of like a hybrid. He's like a running back slash receiver. I like him a lot in Pittsburgh. I think it could be this year's Juju Smith-Schuster. Le'Veon Bell is not going to be around forever. And we're going to get to more on the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell here shortly. Yeah, good shit, man. Four rounds. Dynasty League rookie mock draft. Values. Overrated. Underrated. Blamers. I want to teach you how to be a queen. Find the happy place. Find the happy place. And game changers. So let's go through the whole list here. Who were the best value picks in the mock draft? And what were the biggest surprises in the mock draft? So give me your, some of your uh, best value. It's Christmas time type of picks. Surprisingly good picks, I'll say. 
and throw me some uh, bad shit in your cereal bowl type bad picks. Picks, you're just like, what the hell are they thinking? Like that Sony Michelle going first overall. How about there? There you go. Yeah. That's... But go ahead. <laughs> how about this? I'll start with the best ones first. Give me your best value picks first. My best value picks. Okay. Cool. I'm probably going with you. Royce Freeman, you getting him at nine? Royce Freeman at number nine. I like DJ Chark at um round two, pick 10. Dante Pettis, round three, pick one. I like it. For my good, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Royce Freeman, getting him at pick nine, first round. I think it was a great value pick right there. I mean, who's going to, it ain't going to be Devontae Booker taking carries from him. Definitely not. No. Jamal Charles, his old ass is gone. <laughs> I like Kalen Balaj at round two. 20th overall pick in the rookie draft. I think Balaj is going to, I think he's going to produce a little bit in the, this year in 2018. More on him later. Uh, but also Christian Kirk going the second round like he did. I like that pick a lot as well. And Sam Darnold going as the fourth quarterback taken. I'm not a big fan of USC quarterbacks, as I've always said. And I don't think he's going to be a great pro. I think he's going to be mediocre. Maybe like a Matt Ryan-ish. Better than Joe Flacco, though. But uh, I think Tim Darnold's going to be the second-best quarterback in this crop of rookie quarterbacks. But if, if Darnold is a Matt Ryan, that's not bad. Matt Ryan put up numbers. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's the youngest player to reach 10,000 yards. I think Matt Ryan is kind of Darnold's ceiling, I should say. Okay. I think Darnold, Darnold could be Darnold Hill. Well, that's because I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill, I think, is kind of comparable I think maybe to Sam he could Darnold, be too. A Carson Palmer, like, this is maybe his ceiling. Oh, so just super shitty then. Yeah, I don't, gotcha. I don't, I don't trust them at all. I don't think anybody should trust them. Any USC quarterback. Yeah, same here. He's got some talent though. He's got a uh, Quincy Nuno coming back who missed all of 2017. He's like a Robbie Anderson who uh, can put up some points, man. And uh, what is it though with him? Remember he got in trouble. When is Robbie Anderson not in trouble? Remember last year he got in trouble. This year he got in trouble. This year was like some drugs or yeah. whatever. Wasn't Dude's it? always got problems. Yeah, probably smoking weed, getting fights, doing some gangster shit. <laughs> like Muhammad Wilkerson, man. And uh, who's the other dude they had? Sheldon Richardson? Yeah. Another dude making some noise. Muhammad Wilkerson was a drunk, right? He was a guy getting DUIs left and right. Yeah. Richardson was like the, the woman beater, was it? Or he beat so, somebody huh? up. Yeah, he beat some, beat some motherfuckers. Beat some people up. Then you got uh, Robbie Anderson, who's probably just like in the drug game. So <laughs> that's uh, Le'Veon Bell's dealer, by the way. Him and Blunt. I know what Blunt they be smoking. <laughs> Another couple of guys I want to throw out there. Auden Tate for the Bengals. Uh, I think he's going to be better than depth chart for 2018. He could make some noise. It depends how Brandon LaFell plays out there this year. But last pick of round three, I kind of like him right there. He's a big dude, fast. I love him up to A.J. Green. And Dalton, this is kind of a big year for Dalton, man, because just like it is for Tannehill, these two guys right here, they need to prove it this year. And Dante yeah. Pettis in uh, round three, I like that one as well. So those are some of my good ones, good value picks there for the Dynasty rookie drafts. What about some of your uh, shit in your cereal bowl? Bad picks. Overrated picks. I think uh, Lamar Jackson, every mock draft I've done, he's been in the first round. I'm okay with picking him at the end of the first if a lot of running backs are taken. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has the potential to be something pretty special for fantasy. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it happens. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson? Or Royce Freeman? Or Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. Okay, because yeah. he's at pick nine. Royce Freeman went to 10. I would take Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, who else you got? So I, I think Nick Chubb at four. So I don't see him doing much this year. 
He might get buried in his death chart. Oh, I think he definitely does. There's so much stuff that I want to get into about a lot of these guys are talking about. Um, anybody else? No, that's it. All right. Let me run down mine real quick. I think Cortland Sutton is kind of a shit pick at pick 10, 10th overall. Uh, I like Sutton a lot. I like him going into the draft. I just don't like the situation in Denver. I know Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, one of them is probably gone, if not both, you know, in 2019. But Case Keenum is still running the offense. And he's an upgrade from Trevor Simeon and definitely an upgrade for Paxton Lynch. That was a garbage-ass pick by Denver. First-round pick 12, I believe it was, when he came out. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, Cortland Sutton, great talent. I think he's got a high ceiling. I just don't like the situation. So I'm going to say Sutton. No thanks. Anthony Miller for the Chicago Bears. He's being drafted in the oh, second you, round. Yeah. People are high on him, man. People are high on Anthony Miller. And I'm like, I don't. I just don't see it. I do not see Anthony Miller having any relevance in fantasy or the NFL for that matter. Another guy, I agree with you with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's on my list. There's too many mouths to feed in that offense. Big stable of running backs. How about Dallas Godert? Round two. Is he getting drafted in round two? Yeah, I've seen it every round two just about every time. He's getting drafted ahead of Hayden Hurst, Mike Kosicki in a lot of leagues, a lot of mock drafts, I mean. Uh, just no thanks, man. No thanks on Go Dirt because Ertz is in, and when Ertz is in, he's healthy. He plays, and Go Dirt the then becomes Joe Dirt, and he just becomes irrelevant to your fantasy team. So I'm not wasting a second-round pick on a guy that's a backup to a damn good tight end. No thanks. Who's on the rise? Like Ed Werner's picker in the Cowboys locker room. Which rookies do you believe will start off rip in 2018? Oh, shit. There's a bunch of them. Good. Saquon Barkley? Oh, of course he is. <laughs> That's a given. Uh, Darius Geis. I think he starts off. Agreed. Ronald Jones. Rashad Penny, obviously. Draft him first round for a reason. Mm-hmm. Christian Kurt, Michael Gallup. Let me ask you about Rashad Penny real quick. So, we know how shitty the Seattle Seahawks offensive line is. Oh, it's bad. And they have no perimeter weapons right now. They have Doug Baldwin to catch the ball, and that's pretty much it. Tyler Lockett shows up like three games a year. Yeah. He was so productive in college. But with that offensive line, and you still got Chris Carson, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a timeshare because I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I forget where I was even at now. For sure, I think you said Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. interrupted you. Obviously, Hayden Hurst had to start. I think Pettis. Okay. DJ Chart. Really? Yeah, I think he sneaks in there. That surprises me. I think he sneaks in there over, um, what is that, Cole. Over Keelan Cole? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I agree with some of those. Like, I definitely agree with Ronald Jones. And despite what general manager Jason Lick says about Jones not being the starter. Pey- uh, Peyton Barber's still the starter there. But then he says Jones will make an impact. Yeah, you know what? They all say that. They all say that the <laughs> veteran is the starter until we get down to game day and see that Ronald Jones is going to out-touch the shit out of Peyton Barber. I bet it's it's like an 18-10 to 10 type of deal. I, I can see something like that. Just remember this. The Garrett Blunt was a starter in Tampa in 2010 and 2011, and he was pretty decent. He over over 1,000 yards rushing in 2011, and then you know what happened? Tampa... That. Yeah, exactly. Tampa went out and drafted Doug Martin. Muscle he came hamster. in and took over right away. Yes, the muscle hamster. What? What is he also now? What, didn't he nickname himself? He nicknamed himself the Dugger, the Dugger not right. Can't pretty nickname gay. yourself. It's pretty lame. That is pretty gay. Uh, if you had to give yourself a nickname, what would it be? I already have one. Oh, yeah. Big worm. Big worm. But if you had to give yourself one. 
Because Doug Martin had one too. He went from the Muscle Hamster. I wouldn't give myself a nickname. You can't give yourself a nickname. It's, it's given to you. Yeah, true. <laughs> what would you give yourself? I've already got one. What's that? A champ. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody call you that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's kind of uh, something I tell myself in the mirror, I guess, in the mornings. <laughs> Must be. I know. But, but uh, I did give that name to somebody, though. A <laughs> champ. <laughs> Let's go, champ. That's a good. That's a game good. day. So, Ronald Jones, I agree with you. Another one, on Johnson. The Lions traded up in the draft to get him. Dude's good in pass protection. I think he's definitely going to out-touch LeGarrette Blunt, but I think Blunt will steal a lot of the goal line work, which does kind of limit Johnson's value for 2018. But I think it's somebody who can definitely draft late as at a running back depth. I think he's going to kind of be in between the 20s guy. I can see an even time share with Blunt. I'll say that. I think Blunt does outscore him as far as touchdowns. But as far as fantasy points, I think Jones, uh, Jones, I think Johnson could be the more productive back for your fantasy team than LeGarrette Blunt, even even with the touchdown discrepancy. I could see Blunt going for about eight to 10 touchdowns on the ground. I think Johnson can get around six. Michael Gallup is on my list as well, just like you there. And like we all know, and like we've talked about, Cowboys are short on pass catchers. And Gallup, he's their choice, man, to step up on the other side of I think it's probably going to be Alan Hearns, and I think Gallup can make an impact right away. I was surprised the Cowboys did not take Cortland Sutton, though. I was shocked, man. I thought he was perfect for the needed, a perfect Des Bryant replacement. He's bigger than Des. He's faster than Des. Outside guy. He's got to be damn well better than Terrence Williams. Who isn't better than Terrence Williams? I know. I don't know how he's still on the roster. You know, my daughter Ava plays flag football. I coach her team there. And uh, she caught nine passes in a row. And she's only five years old, caught nine passes in a row. And I was like, damn, Terrence Williams can't do that. That's what came to my mind. Terrence Williams can't catch like this. <laughs> Ava, you got to go try out for the Cowboys, girl. She's about the size of Danny Woodhead. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe third down back. So, Michael Gallup, definitely on my list. I mean, it's common knowledge that Terrence Williams is hot garbage. And coming off a very shit year, man, where he had an opportunity to shine, too. And like I said earlier in the show, dude's injured. He's likely to miss most of training camp. I think it's a good situation for Michael Gallup to come in right away and start opposite Alan Hearns, who I believe will be the other starter in that offense. And I guess Cole Beasley is going to be the slot guy like he has been. I'm not really holding out, holding out high hopes for Cole Beasley. What about you? No, not at all. Yeah, he, but he could. He but could, he could though. because, you know, Whitney there. So, I mean, it, it could happen. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. You're right. Another guy I like to start right away, like you also mentioned, man, we, we agree on a lot of these. Hayden Hurst, tight end for the Ravens. He should make an impact immediately in that Baltimore offense. Dude's a big body tight end who can catch. He can catch like Witten, and he he can run over mofos like Jeremy Shockey did back in the day. He's pretty quick, too. Yeah, he is. I think he's going to lead the rookie tight end class in touchdown receptions, but that Baltimore Ravens offense is still kind of a shit offense, and he's got a quarterback who likes to throw down fields probably more so than anybody else in the league. So I think Crabtree is still going to be the best fantasy option in that Ravens passing game. Yeah, I agree. Another tight end I like to start off for is Mike Kosicki for the Dolphins. This guy, I think, is going to start immediately. And I think it's going to have an immediate impact in fantasy and for the league because if Tannehill can stay upright, and that's definitely a question of if, I think Kosicki could be in line for a nice season, hovering around somewhere like around 55 catches, 650 yards, and maybe even seven touchdowns, man. I think that's kind of right in the ballpark for Kosicki if everything goes well for him. And I'll throw in a bonus one who I think is a soft rip too, man, is Christian Kirk for the Cardinals. Because... Like the Cowboys, they don't really have anybody going out there either, man, for a receiver. I think he's going to start in the slot or 
he's going to be involved somehow in the offense from the get-go. I'll just say that. Actually, no, I think Christian Kirk, not Dante Pettis, I think Christian Kirk has more of a chance to be this year's Cooper Cup than Pettis, but I think Pettis is right there too, though. I think they're both kind of right there. Yeah, I think they're Not to say there. Cooper Cup lit the world on fire last year, but you can kind of see where he's trending. He's trending up right now, so let's see the same for those guys. The Trend, 5-up, five 5-down. Five All right, man, moving on. Sleepers, give me your top five sleepers for Dynasty League rookie drafts. Your boy, um, Naheem Hines? Yeah. And, especially uh, now that CJ Anderson's not there. Yeah, especially. Oh, and you know what? I'm back on Marlon Mack again, by the way, because of that. Not not high on him, but I think he's definitely in the RB2, RB3 consideration there. Yeah. Um... What's his dude's? I, I can't say his first name. It, um, Who was it? Packers. Was it Equanimous? Uh, Equanimous. Equanimous. Equanimous St. Brown. <laughs> Green Bay Packers. I think he could have an impact. He could be a sleeper, maybe. That um, name's a nightmare. It is. It sounds like a Harry Potter um, spell or something. Sounds like some communicable disease you might get from swimming in a public pool. <laughs> oh, you swim in the pool. He got that Equanimous. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it sounds like kind of like a uh, maybe like a Greek god. Yeah. Greek god with pole harpies. <laughs> um, I, I like DJ Chark, be a sleeper. Dante Pettis. And um, Deion Kane, Indiana. like it. That's that's yours? That's your list? That's, yeah, that's my five. All right, I'm going to go five to one here. So number five. I'm going to go Jalen Samuels. Pittsburgh Steelers, dude, like I said, can play running back. Can play slot wide receiver, can be used all over in the Steelers' offensive scheme. Samuels, I think, could be this year's Juju Smith-Schuster, like I said, for Pittsburgh. And he reminds me a lot of Kevin Falk, Christian McCaffrey a little bit. I know Le'Veon Bell is Christian McCaffrey on steroids. Did he get busted for that? Oh, he did get busted PEDs too, didn't he? Or is it just smoking weed for Le'Veon Bell? I just smoking weed. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I think Jalen Samuels has a chance to come in right away and contribute on offense immediately for the Steelers. DJ Chark, I'm with you. Jacksonville Jaguars, wide receiver. I think he's probably going to get buried in 2018, but he's definitely a guy I like long-term. And if Blake Bortles can ever revert back to his 2015 self, I think DJ Chark could be 2015 Al Robinson in 2019. Hmm. Yeah, I like him. Number three, you got Dante Pettis for the 49ers. Versatile wide receiver, good size and route running ability. Could start in the slot or provide solid depth should Garcon or Goodwin go down. And uh, it is kind of likely that one of them might because they're both kind of injury prone. But I think he could come in right away and give you wide receiver three production. Number two, I'm going to go Kalen Balaj, running back Miami Dolphins. And there's a trend here, man, if you can't tell, is uh, versatility. Like versatility. Balaj is a big, versatile back, man. One of the few mock draft picks I actually had right going into the NFL draft. He's one of the few picks I actually had right. I love Kenyon Drake, though, and I hope he's the man of Miami this year. But Balaj is a bruiser who can play all three downs. And because of that, man, I think he's going to have a great opportunity in the second half of the season to um, take a significant number of touches away from guys like Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake. The hell? I have a fucking brain fart there. You ain't going to take touches from Kenyon Drake. Yeah. You don't think so? Maybe not this first year. Maybe next year. And maybe. I, I think he's definitely a stash candidate. I think he's a great oh, dynasty league. Yeah, I think definitely just dynasty leagues. Especially when Frank Gore's old ass leaves, which Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later, man. I've never been so frustrated as I am with Frank Gore with any other I know, player. he's always around just messing stuff up. 
Yeah, man. He's like he's like that herpes, man. Just goes away, comes right back. You know, you think he's done. You think he's finally it's finally cleared up. He's going away for good. And then the very next spring, man, that MF just comes knocking on the door, Still man. He's effing shit up. Yeah. How old is he? Was he a 34? He's older than me. No, I think he's like 35 now, isn't he? Guys. And my number one guy, Naheem Hines for the Colts. Glad you're on board with him too, man, because I think he's very comparable to your boy Duke Johnson. University of Miami, the U. Mm-hmm. You uh, know. Yeah. I love Hines and the Andrew Luck-led Colts offense. Let me reiterate. Andrew Luck-led offense. Okay. If, if Luck plays like shit and he doesn't play Andrew Luck, he plays more like Ryan Tannehill or one of these other bums, Carson Palmer, whatever, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, then I'm not going to be so high on him. But I, w- I would be shocked if he's not the primary third-down running back right away in Indy. I'd, I'd be shocked because that dude is dynamic. Yeah. And I'll throw an honorable mention, man, and probably not the case. Take it for what it is. Auden Tate again for the Bengals. Like I said, man, six foot five, two twenty eight. Dude can run. Pretty big. He's a guy I want to keep my eye on the preseason training camp because if he if he performs well, Brandon LaFell is long in the tooth, and he hasn't really been productive since his twenty fourteen Patriots days. He had he was okay with the Bengals that first year. I think he had like almost ten touchdowns. Did he have that many? Well, I think he had like seven, to be honest. But uh, it was right around there. Still a lot. Compared to what I thought he had. Yeah, it was. Let's go to Busk. Give me five rookies being overvalued in fantasy for 2018 and for Dynasty Leagues. Rashad Penny, because of the offensive line there. Nick Chubb. I think we, we, all, we both agree on that. Yep. Corlin Sutton. I think DJ Moore. And Lamar Jackson is being dressed in the first round of every rookie dynasty draft mock mock draft I've done. I agree with you on a few of those. I'm going to give some guys real quick. One is the pool virus himself, Equanimius, the great god pool virus, Equanimius St. Brown for the Packers. I think the NFL scouts had this one right. Like he was drafted late for a reason, seventh round. The dude's got great physical measurements, but he's not gifted as a route runner. He's... He's going to be a popular ad in fantasy this year because of his name. His, yeah. He's got that name value, you know, leading up to the NFL draft. But I, I'm not buying St. Brown, man. I'm not buying that. I mean, I think Geronimo Allison, who looked good in a game and a half last year. I remember that game against Dallas. Yeah, over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be kind of the next man up. You know, I'm not so sure about Randall Cobb. I know Randall Cobb's going to start. But um, I think Allison's going to get play ahead of St. Brown. Number four, I got Nick Chubb. Agree with you there, Cleveland Browns. You know, I, I like Chubb's talent. I do. But I don't like the situation. Like I've said, I really don't think Carlos Hyde is going to go anywhere. You know, Hyde's only 27 years old. Huh. Feels like he's been around for a while, but he really hasn't. Yeah. That's what... I really don't think Carlos Hyde, he's, I don't think he's going anywhere. He signed a three-year, $15 million contract, which obviously contracts don't mean dick in the NFL. But then you got Duke Johnson, who's as good as it gets on third downs. And they have a trio of playmakers at wide receiver now with uh, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman. Now you got Jarvis Landry. And you have a young, and what I believe to be, or whom I believe to be, a superstar tight end in David Njoku. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, man. I just think there's too many miles of feet in Cleveland. So I have no chub in these pants for one Nick Chubb. Is that a Trubisky in your pants? Nope. <laughs> it's going soft. Going soft like Jonathan Martin getting bullied by old boy Richie Incognito. Softer than Ashton Kutcher's pussy. Yeah. Softer than that shit. <laughs> All right. Cortland Sutton also on my list for the Denver Broncos. Like Chubb. 
I like Cortland Sutton's talent. Like I said, I loved him pre-draft, and I would still like him if he went to Dallas or Carolina or Seattle or some somewhere like that. But the fact that he's going to Denver with Case Keenum, like I said, no succession plan at quarterback in place. Sanders and Thomas are still ahead of him, and they're, he's not going to pass those guys. I don't care if one's been gone after this year or not. That's still just, that's not a definite, you know. I just can't trust Cortland Sutton with Case Keenum at quarterback. I mean, for his career, real quick, look at this. Case Keenum for his career, as we know, dude's a glorified backup, all right? I mean, he was the glorified backup until Nick Foles came out of nowhere and won a friggin' Super Bowl. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, but I mean, Keenum, hey, he had a great year in 2017, man. He was fantastic in 2017. But uh, I've seen this story before. Good player, bad situation. And when I say good player, let me clarify because I, I don't want that to think I say Case Keenum's a good player. I think Case Keenum's just an average. No, I think he's a below average NFL quarterback. I think he is. I think he's. I think Kyle Wharton's better than Case Keenum. I'll say that too. I mean, look at the talent that Case Keenum had in Minnesota. Hell of a good talent. You got a Pro Bowl tight end. You got Adam Thielen, who's a monster receiver. Oh you got Stephon Diggs, who's just a, a monster receiver. Rudolph. Yeah, Jerry McKinnon catching balls in the backfield. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got some weapons in uh, Denver, but doesn't have the same type of weapons around. Not the same protection, not the same running backs. I think they're going to be cautious. I think they're going to just have him be a game manager. Yeah, exactly. Look at all the good, look at all the bad. I mean, Carson Palmer sucked dick for so many years. He had one good year in 05. Everybody thought he was a good quarterback until until they realized he... Well, I don't think they have realized yet that he really wasn't. And then he had one (laughs) other good year. It's like one every 10 years, he has a good year. One good season of every 10. Good year in 2005. Then he was garbage shit when he went to Oakland and a few other places along the way. And then in 2015 with the Cardinals, he caught that Kurt Warner fire, man, and just went on a tear that year and had a good season. So that's that's two good seasons out of 15-plus, man. It's just... Carson Palmer's garbage, and I'll always say he's garbage, and nobody can change my mind about that. But I will say, Cortland Sutton, good player, bad situation. I wouldn't draft his ass before round three in, in rookie drafts. Round three is where I would take him. I wouldn't take him earlier than that. I agree. Number two, I got Anthony Miller for the Chicago Bears. I mean, this is a guy that's getting a lot of momentum post-NFL draft. I'm not buying in on Anthony Miller. To me, he's just, he's just a jag, man. He's just another guy. He's just another dude. I think he's mediocre. He's got trouble breaking out of routes. At least, at least he did in college. And, dude, he makes easy catches. Go back and look at the tape, man. He makes easy catches look difficult. Like, that dude's like double catching little hook and ladder shit, man. Just, he's not a good receiver. I don't know why the hell people are high on him right now. Where did he play in college? Memphis. Mm-hmm. This dude just has trouble catching easy balls, man. I'm just not. I'm passing on Anthony Miller. I'll just say that. I'm passing on Anthony Miller. And my number one. Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills. He was inaccurate in college. He was inaccurate at the combine. And guess what? He'll be inaccurate in the pros, too. I wouldn't bother wasting a pick on Josh Allen. He's the Deshaun Kaiser of this 2018 group of NFL quarterbacks. He's got a lot of physical talent, but he doesn't have it where it counts. Accuracy. All right, man, you ready to get some mailbag? Let's get it. Mailbag. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? Oh, shit, buddy. You gotta be kidding me. I got boxes full of... They've been asking for their mail. It's all they're talking about up there. 
All right, number one. When should Mike Evans go in redraft leagues, and where does he rank among wide receivers in 2018? Paul in Arlington, Texas. I think you can draft them late first round to mid-second round. I think he's going to be a top eight receiver. Currently, as of right now, I have Mike Evans ranked as my wide receiver five, just behind uh, Antonio Brown F1. DeAndre Hopkins, two, Beckham, three, Thomas, four, and I got Mike Evans, five, and I got him one spot ahead of Julio Jones. All right, number two. Who will be the better rookie running back in 2018? Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, or Ronald Jones? Blake in Mobile, Alabama. Hmm. Let's tear me apart right here with two people I like. I'm going to go Royce Freeman. I am going to agree with you, Royce Freeman. I agree. I think he's the only one where there really isn't much of a threat at all to take carries away. I think when you go to Tampa, you still have the threat of Peyton Barber. You do, because he did look pretty good in a couple of... In, yeah, but Tampa has a better offense. Who does Tampa? Yeah, they do. They have a better offense. I just think you could see Peyton Barber spell Jones a little bit there in Tampa. And Royce Freeman, I can't see Devontae Booker having a significant role in that offense. Neither can I. You still got Charles Sims to Tampa, too, which the third downs, I mean, he wasn't shit last year, but in the years past, he's been okay at third down. Uh, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks. Like I said, terrible offensive line. And you still got Chris Carson, who looked decent. I know Pete Carroll liked him a lot last year. He might find himself onto a uh, unlimited role in that offense. So for that reason, I'll, I'll go Royce Freeman. Uh, next one here, number three. Where do you have Saquon Barkley ranked among all running backs in 2018 redraft leagues? Jeff in Lake Worth, Florida. I know you're big on him. Really big yeah. On him. Not so slim, but surely shady Jeff. Emailing the show. Just changing his location. I think he's slick. He's slick. Yeah, he's trying to be slick. Trying to get the free advice. <laughs> Let me go with number eight. Okay. All right. As of now, and it's definitely going to change, I'm sure, but I have Barkley as my fifth overall running back in PPR formats. Probably not much different to standard. Not to go back and look, but PPR definitely have been number five. And we're doing the fantasy ranking show coming up next week. And we also had the 2018 Fantasy Football Mock Draft next week, so that'll be fun, man. That'll be fun to see where we actually had these guys in. When it comes down to picking players... I want to see who we uh, choose over home here. So, yeah, I have him as RB number five, man. Next one. Who is the best wide receiver to target in fantasy rookie drafts? Dave in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm going to say Michael Gallup. Uh, I like him a lot. I just think he has, I think he has the best opportunity first year than anybody else. Yeah, he's definitely got an opportunity. Um, you're right. He definitely does. I mean, it's pretty much got wide open space in front of him. He's just got to run with it. I'm going to go for 2018. I'm going to go with uh, Christian Kirk in Arizona because Josh Rosen, he will start at some point, if not right away. We'll see if Bradford can hold up through training camp. But, uh, man, I will say this. <laughs> when you look at Josh Rosen at UCLA, a lot of his passes were little slants, little dunks. He was kind of like a nickel-dime quarterback, man. He wasn't the guy that would really stretch the field. I think Christian Kirk could feast over there if, if uh, Rosen's a quarterback. And, well, even if Bradford's a quarterback, really. You think either a quarterback, he's still going to do pretty well right from the get-go. And for long-term plays, I'm going to go with DJ Moore for Carolina. I think long-term, I think he could be okay. Because Devin Funches, I'm still not buying in on. 
Uh, Curtis Samuel, we still haven't really seen him play yet, man. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, next one. Now that C.J. Anderson signed with the... Now that C.J. Anderson signed with the Carolina Panthers, what value does he have? Ken in Fort Myers, Florida. I'll say this right now. Before the news, I had C.J., like I said, begin the show as my RB30. After the news, I think C.J. creeps up into... You know, I'll say this. I think he creeps up into the top 20. But uh, stay tuned next week to find out for sure. How about that? I think he's going to be top 20. But next week we're gonna, we're gonna release the but next week we're gonna release the 2018 fantasy football mock draft and the fantasy football rankings for 2018. So stay tuned for that, and you'll get a better insight on that on that question. Go ahead, Worm. I think um between I think round is he talking around uh eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great value if he goes there. You think so? I think it is. Um. Okay. So let's go to the next one here. Then where does Mark Ingram fall? in fantasy drafts, and where would you feel comfortable taking him because of the four-game suspension? Crystal in San Diego, California. I think he falls around um around six to eight. I'd be comfortable taking him around six to eight. But you think he goes eight to ten? Huh? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That was CJ. So you think six to eight? Okay. Six to eight. I think he's going to drop to late round five, early round six, and I think it's a risky play. Uh, you know, Sean Payton's been frustrated with Ingram in the past. Oh, and, he has. Yeah, and this is now just one more thing for Sean Payton to be pissed off about when it comes to Ingram. So Ingram could find his ass in a different uniform before the, before training camp. I would not be surprised, man. Oh man, Can you I, imagine that? Yeah, no, I could. I, I think he does stay in New Orleans, uh, but I would not be surprised if if they move on from him. Um, if he stays in New Orleans, which I'm pretty confident he's going to, I would feel comfortable taking Ingram at the i say the end of the sixth, I guess. I'd feel comfortable taking him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. When was the time? Number seven. When was the time lying went wrong? Jason in Houston, Texas. See, I thought about this for me. And I don't think, I can't think of a time like where I've lied in this. Like a, like a, Aren't you just an effing saint, man? You got nothing. <laughs> no, I've lied before. I'm just saying, I can't think of a time where I've lied and it backfired on me. When was the time lying went wrong? I told you, I just, uh, I've never had a time where oh, I lied. Oh, so you don't and, have an answer. It, 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 that's ba- it. Nothing's backfired on me of me lying about something. No lies come back on you, huh? Nah. I got a effed up story here. I bet. Been like a lot of college talk lately. I don't know. Maybe it's because the NFL draft or something. I don't know. Anyways, so I'm going back to college days again, man. One night in the summer, I drove to Troy, Alabama from Pensacola, and I was... uh going back to my school, Troy University, and I uh, drove there one night with my buddy Troy. It's just a coincidence that his name is Troy, and I was driving to Troy. And uh, Troy brought along his uh, new bitch of a girlfriend at the time, and uh, we were going to a summer bash there, and we were having you know, a big party there. And on the drive back to Pensacola from the party, I was pretty damn tired because we were up all night, man. We're just up drinking and partying all night. And I didn't show up till like 10 o'clock and I didn't leave till about 7.30 in the morning, I guess. So anyway, man. So driving on the way back to Pensacola, I was pretty damn tired. And uh, about 45 minutes into the drive back, I'm just ready to crash, man. I'm, I'm driving a stick shift at the time. And uh, I've mentioned this car before about a year ago on the show. 
It was a, my car in college, man, it was a 1985 Toyota Tercel station wagon. And um, it was a big piece of shit. I actually stole my brother's uh, PlayStation 2 and returned it uh, to get 400 bucks back to go buy this piece of shit car when I was uh, 18, going away to college. And Kevin, my brother was, yeah, my brother was um, seven years old at the time. And it was a uh, a recent Christmas, oh no, recent birthday gift. Oh, yeah, no, definitely was. I had a PS2 also at the time, but uh, mine was busted. I just swapped him out. He never knew. He just thought his shit broke. And um, Does he know now? Or is oh, yeah, just, no, he knows okay. now. He knows now. <laughs> he knows now. So, uh, anyways, um, all right, so I wanted to drive back, man, and that shit Tercel station back with the hood bolted down. I, uh, where the hell did I leave off? At? Oh, yeah, it was a stick shift. Yep, yep, okay. So, neither my buddy nor his uh, bitch-ass girlfriend could drive a stick. So, I was like, well, damn, man. I guess I'm just going to pull over, and I'm just going to take a little nap, man. So, I tell him that's what I'm going to do. You know, I pulled over, t- took a little nap. And uh, I didn't go over too well with this girlfriend. She was real bitching about it because she was the only one that did sleep. She did not party all night. She was sleeping in one of the bedrooms. She's just a real, you know what? We'll just call her, uh, we'll just call her Egret, the bird face bitch. Or how about Gretchen? We'll call her Gretchen. Gretchen. That's ugly ass name for that ugly ass. Mm. Anyways, so I fell asleep for about an hour, man, taking a nap. And then all of a sudden I hear a knock on my, on my car window. And sure as shit, man, sure as shit, it's freaking police knocking on, cops knocking on my door, on my window. And, uh, they asked me what I was doing, and um, I was like, oh, man, I just came up in town. I was just getting my uh, room ready, you know, when I moved back in next month, you know, for school and all that. And uh, and then uh, the little Berta, Gretchen, whatever you want to call her, man, uh, you know, just forwards, volunteers information and goes, uh, oh, no, no, he took us to a party. And then I say, uh, oh, yeah, we went to a party afterwards. That's why I tell the police officer, and the officer's looking at her, and he's like, is that true? She's like, uh, no, no, no. We went straight to the party and that's it. And I was like, fuck. In my head, I'm just like, bitch. And then the next question he asked me, man, he's like, how much did you have to drink? And I'm like, oh, man, just a couple of beers last night. You know, that was all. He looks to her again for the answer, man. And she's like, no, 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 no. He drank a shitload. He was not stopped drinking for hours. And I was you like, kidding, man? And no, I swear to God, dude. And I am, I am like livid in, inside. I'm getting angry I am thinking just, about this. What's that? I'm getting angry thinking about this. Man, I was so pissed off. So, and then he's like, well, when's the last time you had a drink? Because, you know, I was sleeping in my car in a random ass parking lot. Anyways, so I was like, oh, about 2 a.m. And of course, bitch ass Gretchen over there. I don't remember her name. That's that's why I don't really have a name for her. Anyways, she was over there. And she's like, no, no, no. No, he was up drinking at the party until about 530 in the morning. And it's like 9 a.m. right now at this point. And I'm like, you mother F. She's just trying to. Give me uh, a DUI. So I'm only 19 at the time, so underage drinking could have been another thing to deal with. I was like, son of a bitch. Anyways, so the cops really pissed off at me, calls me a, a you know, gosh damn liar and all this. And, you know, he tells me he would, uh, him and his buddy tell me they would arrest me if it wasn't such a hassle because I'm, you know, I resided in Florida. I was living in Florida. This is in Alabama when this happened. So uh, luckily, he let us go, but the girl, Berta, Gretchen, whatever, had to drive my stick because me and my buddy Troy, her boyfriend, we were still pretty drunk as shit. I ain't going to lie. We were still, you know, feeling pretty good, man. So she's uh, driving, uh, well, attempting to drive the stick, and we're, like, putting, a, putting along, you know, and uh, the clutch is going out, man. She keeps turning the damn car off because she doesn't know how to drive the damn thing. And so this goes on for about... Uh, 
about a good half mile until the cops are out of sight. And uh, I was like, all right, get the fuck out of my car. Uh, get the F out of my car. <laughs> and so I was like, get the F out of my car. And then I got back in there. So I drove the rest of the way home. And I never spoke to that, uh, that bitch again, man. And hey, didn't, didn't want to talk to Troy there for a while after that either. But um, I did see Troy on Facebook. On, I did see Troy on social media a few years back, man. And he's not with her, thank God. He's with somebody else. So, Berta, Gretchen, Egret, you, uh, you bitch. Thank God that uh, I never have to worry about seeing you ever again. I just hope the worst things for you. All right, man. That was, that was a long ass story, man. That was really bad. See, I don't, I don't have Jeff telling me you're rambling. I guess. No, I'll listen to uh, it. Yeah. Um. All right, here we go, man. So, moving on to number eight here. Include it. Uh, include all. Wait a minute. Including all players 25 years old and under, who do you think are the top five players in Dynasty League formats right now? Scott in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right, this is not in order. I'm just going to. Yeah, yeah, just throw some names <clears throat> out, man. I ain't Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and um Saquon Barkley. We and got I- the same. We got the same damn list. Uh, I'll stop throw- playing. No, we got the same list, but I'll throw some other names out there, man. I'm a, uh, see, I, go ahead. I'll throw Carson Wentz out there. Yeah. I'll throw Mike Evans. And I'll throw DeAndre Hopkins. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another one on Cream Hunt. Yeah, I'm still worried about Hunt just because still uh, young. Durability and that, that long stretch in the middle of the season. But no, no, you're right. He's young and he's definitely explosive. You know, maybe this year he'll get his legs under him, he'll be able to sustain it for a whole season. That'd be nice. He did bounce back in a nice way. I'll say I'll say that too. He did. All right, number nine, Chris, and I have him in dynasty in our dynasty league, so damn sure hoping he does well. And I got Kamara in dynasty league, that's why I had to throw him out there. And I got David Johnson coming back this year. I'm I'm ready to go. And I got I got Odell Beckham come back this year, so I'm feeling good. And I got Jimmy Garoppolo coming back this year as a starter <laughs> for a full <laughs> season. Now I'm feeling good about dynasty, man. I'm looking forward to that. Um, me too. I just wish we could get the we get the draft done sooner than later because now that Jeff's out of town for this long ass time, uh, it's gonna be tough. Anyways, all right, number nine. Chris, you and NFL Network's Adam Rank seem to have similar thinking with Le'Veon Bell and others and are way different than others in their rankings. Please explain more in detail about Le'Veon Bell and some others you have lower and others you have higher in your rankings. Can you give me an explanation as to why you have some players so much higher and lower than many other analysts? Thanks, Dusty in Queens, New York. How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell, Warren? Let me ask you that first. I still like him. I still pick him in the top three. Aren't you glad I talked you off that Martellus Bennett bandwagon last year? I still drafted him early, though. I still drafted, I think, fourth round. So it still bit me. Martellus Bennett? You took him for? Oh, damn. Oh, no, he said Bennett. I'm I'm thinking of Bryant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bennett. Definitely sure Bennett. Yeah, 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 you got me off of that. I'm glad. I'm gonna try to get you off Le'Veon Bell. Oh no, you can't get off Le'Veon Bell. I'm not saying I'm not going crazy like that. I don't know. I don't ever get the first three picks, so it don't make a difference. Well, then there you go. That's good. So you might end up with them then if people are smart. I don't know. I'll, 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 all right, let me let me just go over this real quick and Le'Veon Bell. Um, we don't have time to go through everything about this question, but I'll pick out why I have him somewhere between five and eight. I guess I think closer to five than I do to eight. But I'll say this. Okay, so in 2017, Le'Veon Bell had the fewest 20-plus yard run, 
Le'Veon Bell had the fewest 20-plus yard runs in his entire career in 2017, five seasons. And it was the first time ever he did not run for a 40-yard gain or more. First time in his career, 2017. He has an extensive injury history. He's averaged, in 2017, he averaged four yards per carry. Let me mention this one. Do you know who averaged four yards per carry and who averaged better than that? Minimum 100 carries? No, I have the slightest clue. All right, let me just go through a few names. I won't go through all of them, but I'll go through some that kind of help my point here. So, minimum 100 carries, guys that averaged more yards per carry than Le'Veon Bell rushing the ball. Alex Collins, 4.6. LeGarrette Blunt, 4.4. Giovanni Bernard, 4.4. Orleans Darkwa, Matt Breda, Marshawn Lynch, and even old Dick Face himself, Bilal Powell, CJ Anderson, Jay Ajayi, Derrick Henry, Isaiah Crowell averaged more yards per carry than Le'Veon Bell. I'm telling you, there's a slew of running backs that averaged more yards per touch. I'm sorry, not, not per touch, but yards per carry than Le'Veon Bell. And but that doesn't bother me, the yards per carry. Um, because it was a significant, it was a uh, it was a significant drop off, though. I mean, almost so, a full yard. We're good. Uh, th- that doesn't bother me that much. That's because you know you, you're every down back. See, you let's say you run the ball first down, you get nothing. Second down, you get something. Third down. Well, let's go to that one then. Let's, I mean, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to that every down back real quick. All right. So yes, he's an every down so who, back. Four hundred plus touches. So who do I what? In that list, who was an every down back like that all year long? Um, all year long. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson missed some time. Okay. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. But he missed two games. Yeah, but he didn't play that. Maybe he, he, how many? Well, it's a minimum hundred touches. Minimum hundred carries. Hundred. Okay. So yeah. Um. But going back to what you just said, too, about being the full-time running back. Yeah, that's true. He has been the full-time running back since he entered the league for Michigan State. And that's a lot of touches, man. He's had a lot of work on those legs, and he's had a lot of injuries. And he uh, also does not want to do training camps in preseason. I know people say, oh, he doesn't need it anyway. He keeps himself in great shape. He does his own stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he does, man, just like other guys do also. And just telling you, the – History will show, too, man, that doing your own stuff doesn't really equate to uh, doing the team stuff. Because the past two years. They seem to push you a little harder. Yeah, and last year was his worst statistical year, if you go by uh, longest runs, yards per carry, and um, and even rushing in general. Because I'll tell you this. Also in 2017, Bell just had three 100-yard rushing games, also career low. Well, except for his rookie year. And um, not many running backs. I'll just say this. This is my biggest one. Not many running backs in NFL history have come back from a 400-plus touch season. Not many have come back and have been effective. Not many. And some people need to stop thinking for themselves. Just kind of go with the pros because, holy shit, man. If people discredit you before the season begins, I mean, they're like the dudes from Independence Day. Or no, no. I guess they wouldn't be. I guess I would be in that case. And maybe Adam Rank for that matter. Because you're, that dude uh, with the glasses. What the hell? What Jeff Goldblum. So, I'm Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day. I'm trying to warn all these MFers about what's about to happen. And no one's listening to Dick. 
And then before you know it, man, half the world's population is going to die. Everybody's going to get wiped out because people are like, oh, no, no way. No way. Le'Veon Bell is a – no, no, no. He's got to be top three. Top three, no doubt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's still going to be good. He's still going to be RB1. Just a lower-end RB1. He's not going to be top three. He will not be top three running back. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. 400-plus touches, man. Been the league now. He's on the backside of uh, his 20s now. I don't know, man. I'm worried well, about Le'Veon Bell. he has 400 touches again? Oh, then he's going to be fucking dead. Then he's going to just, oh, man, he'll uh, he'll be broken. He won't he won't last 400 touches this year, especially with no training. I don't know. No training camps. I don't care if he works out by himself. Don't care. <coughs> I like Ezekiel Elliott a lot this year. Though. I think he's number one right now. I, like I think him, he's going to catch a shit but I, I just don't like the um, no waiting and not really having that full number one receiver yet. Yeah. No, I mean, his arguments made on both sides, that's for sure. And then uh, they stacked the box on him. And damn, that's some- oh yeah, that's true. That's a good point too. That's a good point. Still a good offensive line, but yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Number ten, five sleeper quarterbacks that I can draft after round ten. Thanks, Derek in Trenton, New Jersey. I'm putting my list back up. Well, Andrew Luck is my number one for sure. Of course he is. Yeah, who do you got? He's going round ten, pick seven. Can't believe it. I got um. Yeah, Matthew Stafford, a pick one eleven. Mm-hmm. I like that Dak Prescott at a uh, one nineteen. Uh, don't like it. I got Big Ben at one hundred one. Derek yeah. Carr at one twenty four. I like that one. And uh, Mariota at one thirty one. Mm, that's an intriguing one because I'm not sure he could go one of two ways. He could. Go back to his 2016 self, or he could just continue that shit streak he was on last year. New coaching staff, new offense. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see on Mariota, but uh, I agree with you on Derek Carr. And I like Jameis. I don't have um, a pick number for him. Yeah, I know he's going after round 10. I think he's going around 12. Yeah. Uh, 11 or 12, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think Jameis could be okay for sure. Uh, I like Andrew Luck the, bo- the most going uh, round 10, pick 7. Derek Carr going to round 11, pick five. like him a lot there. Phillip Rivers, round 10, pick three. I like that one too. Hell of a lot of receiving weapons out of there. Uh, I kind of wonder about Mike Williams, by the way, coming to his second year. He's. I wonder if he's going to step up. He could be a sleeper, man. So I, I want to watch and see. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, and then uh, I'm also going to throw out Eli Manning, round 14, pick eight. Yeah. I Some like people are too. picking kickers ahead of Eli. What were you, round 14? You got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is that it? Oh yes. And did we ever go over? Did we already go over the question from last week that was emailed in? Not yet. Question of the day. All right. Just to recap from last week's uh, mailbag question, which asked from Stacy in Plantation, Florida. Stacy asked, "Should I make the trade? I have the number one pick in my PPR dynasty league, and." I have Ezekiel Elliott and DeMarco Murray as my starting running backs. Someone offered me the sixth overall pick, the 14th overall pick, and Devontae Freeman. Should I take it? Here's the rest of my roster. Quarterbacks are Phillip Rivers, Sam Bradford. Running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, DeMarco Murray, Tevin Coleman, Frank Gore, Spencer Ware, wide receivers, Amari Cooper, uh, Julian Edelman, Mike Williams, Mike Wallace, Deshaun Jackson, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, Julius Thomas, George Kittle, 
and I can play a wide receiver or a running back at the flex. Thanks, Stacy in Plantation, Florida. So we asked that question last week. I said, do not take the trade. Go with Saquon Barkley to have Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon just to kind of ride out as your foundation for the next five years. And you and Jeff disagree with me on that one. Yeah. Well, we got some responses here, man. And we've only had 12 of them. So it's still, uh, I don't know if you want to call it yet. We can still let it linger around if you want to. But 12 responses, seven of which agree with me. Five agree with y'all. So I'm winning that shit right now. And it's up to you, man, because I know Jeff would want to, you know what Jeff would say right now, man. He would be like, well, it hasn't been long enough. Only 12 responses, man. You got to get a bigger field and get a bigger pool going. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to leave it going for one more week? Yeah, let's leave it going. All right, man, we'll leave it going. But right now for this week, I'm winning that shit. So we'll keep it going, man. Vote on that question. Would you trade the number one overall pick, which is going to be Saquon Barkley for this girl, Stacy in Plantation, Florida, or would you get rid of Saquon Barkley for the sixth overall pick in this year's Rookie League draft, the 14th overall pick in this year's Rookie League draft, and Devontae Freeman? Richard, the roster she's got as well. Vote by sending your email, by sending your response via email to theflex at fantasysportsstudios.com. Yeah, that's about all the time we got for today, man. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Celtics in five. You damn right, man. Celtics <laughs> in five. Celtics Terry. in five. <laughs> Scary Terry. And I'll take Jalen Brown on this one too, man. I think he's kind of... By the way, did you hear about the game being fixed? Did you hear that that news going on? That was the rumors going on last week? No, I didn't hear that. What happened? Uh, I forget the dude's name. Um, Scotty Brooks and who the other official is that did game um, that did game four. Apparently, they were on Donaghy's crew back then, and huh. there were a lot of phantom fouls. People, were, reporters were now, saying there was some there was some BS stuff going on. I've watched it. I, I, and I yeah, seen. and they were thinking the NBA was doing it because there's a conspiracy theory going around that the NBA is doing that, trying to fix that game Philly and Boston because last year I guess they only had 79 total playoff games in the NBA playoffs which was a, the lowest in like the last 15 or 20 years and they had to pay back a lot of dollars in advertisement money they had to pay back a lot of ad- advertise they had to pay back a lot of money in advertising dollars so I heard that uh, the conspiracy is that they don't want to do that again they are at 60 something games right now so they think they're going to surpass last year's but they're still kind of uh want to elongate some of these series, man. So, um, I don't believe it, but I think it's kind of fun to talk about. I think I can, yeah, I believe in stuff like that. It could happen, man. I mean, they had three Celtics players with three fouls in the second quarter. Yeah. I think Brown had like his fifth and like in the third. Crazy, man. Yeah, and Brad Stevens left him in. He left him in. Interesting. I think the Celtics closed it out tonight at home. And Tatum dropping 30. Oh, I like that. I like Tatum a lot. He should have been number one overall. He just turned 20. Man, that Boston trade. Danny Angel's like a freaking genius. Trading oh back God, with Philly, getting is. another first-round pick, and getting the guy that he would have got anyways. Yeah. Only your boy is on par, if not better, which is uh, Donovan Mitchell from Utah, man. You were high on him going into yeah. last summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, he is. So next week, we got the fantasy football rankings release post-NFL draft for 2018. And we got... The first fantasy football 2018 mock draft post NFL draft to get to. Also, real quick, check out the Sports Spin presented by FantasySportsStudios.com. You can listen to the Sports Spin wherever you listen to podcasts or any kind of online radio streaming. 
source. And yeah, good guys over there, man. They uh, the sports band is definitely. If you'd like to get your news from all the from, if you'd like to get your news from around the world of sports in a quickly manner, get your sports news, get your sports fix in ten minutes or less with the sports spin. Visit fantasysportsstudios.com for more information on the show. Email us your mailbag questions. Send us some uh, fantasy football ranking questions this way. How about some mock draft questions as well? If you guys are starting those up now, dynasty questions always welcome. Every question always welcome. Fantasy related, non fantasy related, just send them our way, man. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. See ya. Peace. Had a little Jeff in there. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit fantasysportstudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at The Flex at fantasysportstudios.com.